Welcome to the podcast of New Life Church Derby. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. We are on the book of Acts, exploring Acts. So today our focus is on Acts chapter 21 and 22. So if you have if you have Bible or whatever, your device, you can go into Acts chapter 21. Even if we have two chapters, we're going to only focus on a few verses because there is so much in it in each and every chapter. We won't be able to cover everything today. So our key verses today is from Acts chapter 21, from verse 7 to, uh, 7 to 17. I'll read that verse. We continued our voyage from Tyre and landed at uh, Platomias, where we greeted the brothers and stayed with them for a day. Leaving the next day, we reached Caesarea, stayed at the house of Philip, the evangelist, one of the seven. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. After we had been there a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea, Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his own hands and feet with it, and said, Holy Spirit says, in this way, the Jews of Jerusalem will bind the honor of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I'm ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When he would not dissuade it, we gave up and said, the Lord's will be done. After this, we got ready and went up to Jerusalem. When uh, some of the disciples from Caesarea accompanied us and brought us to the home of Manasseh, where we were to stay, he was a man from Cyprus and one of the early disciples. When we arrived in Jerusalem, the brothers received us warmly. So these are the key words. Today I wanted to title the message is, Hold on to your calling. Hold on to your calling. You can touch your neighbor and say, hold on to your calling. I know you are holding on to your seat, but uh, hold on to your calling. Hold on to your calling. See, we, we are in Acts chapter 21. You know, praise God, we do in this book. We get a portrait of Apostle Paul. We see how he started, how he received the word in the, on the road to Damascus. And the, from the moment God called him, he is on the road. He is true to his calling. So in here today, we can get a glimpse of his character. A, a, a little bit glimpse of uh, how he react to situation. How he overcome things. And we heard last week that he finished well. Isn't it? If you are not listening to the message, please go back and listen. You know, he really finished well. In, in, first, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he says, I fought a good fight, not fight with my wife. He fought a good fight and a good race. So, and also, uh, Pastor Henry was saying, if you want to finish well, you need to live well. So in here we can see a short passage. He can see how he react to situation, how he overcome. Everybody say, Paul, don't go, don't travel. You know, stay with us. It's all good. Stay with us. Don't travel. Nobody has any bad intention to stop Paul from accomplishing God's will. 
and everybody want good for him but paul said no 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 leave me give my jacket give my stuff i'm going and he says i am ready not only to be bound but also to die there but today i just wanted to ask every single person are you true to your calling god has given us are you true to the calling maybe god has spoken to you ages ago maybe god has spoken to you uh, when you got uh, baptized or saved but are you true to the calling god has given us in here we know that he is in the middle of a third missionary journey maybe it is happening in ad 52 to 54 and he died in between ad 62 to 64 so he writing i fought a good fight 10 years later than this passage and we can see he is true to the calling and what i really want in my life is people who see me in my 20s and 30s god willing in my 40s and 60s say oh bless and stay the course that's what i wanted to say not just one season of an instagram post i look nice but i just want to look well all my life how many of you are ready for that we want to do well we want to live long and finish well hallelujah so this morning i we, we're going to look into that today so there are few things can come into our life and stop us from finishing well there are so many people in the grave they cannot finish well but if you are in the if you are listening to my voice i just want to encourage you there is still time it doesn't matter maybe you are in the 60s or 70s or 80s or 19s you know still there is time to finish well so this morning i wanted to ask uh, how can i be true to my calling we live in a world of distraction we all know that you know some days are too tired you know go to bed and uh, i'm ready to sleep that's why i get up from my desk and go to sleep when we get there i just thought okay let's go and check the instagram i cannot believe i was scrolling the instagram for over an hour and i feel guilty anybody with me and i feel guilty and then i felt okay i'm going to sleep and i'm already saying on next day will be i will struggle if i didn't get the enough sleep i will struggle but the next day i will wake up and say this is a brand new day i'm going to reset everything i won't make the mistake and start on my day and carry on but my question is what if some decision we taken has a lead us to a different calling altogether if you made some decision see if i go to instagram and spend an hour of my life you know i can reset it quickly and come back to my calling but what if we made some decision some crucial decisions and then change the course and we are off the course now you know i had somebody saying you know you know if you go on a travel long distance travel one degree of change in your ankle a ship or a flight it can take you a different city altogether and we know that in the same way the choices we made will make us and we all have to own it as well so i wanted to ask you today what is success what is success each and every single one of us in our life what is success is it success is i was i was just saying what is success for me is it achieving all my goals is it to be a, a completing university or to be a, a, a millionaire 
or to be uh, getting married to 50 years or raising children all who follow the Lord paying of my mortgage what is success for us see we can all name it we can all think about it we can all say hey this looks success for me you know from my childhood i was a dream i want to be a pastor but every day i thank oh thank god i didn't choose any other thing i i i can choose going to the ministry i thank god for that is that really a success but what is success really look like for jesus what is really success? If you look at the life of Paul, do you call it as a success? He started in a, a, at least a well good family. He born as a Roman citizen. He, he got the uh, grace to study under Gamaliel, one of the uh, p- profound scholars at that time, similar to our Cambridge or Oxford. But he ended up with uh, very little in the prison. If you look at the life of Jesus, 33 and a half years, he's all gone. And last week he heard, he died around the age of 60, but he said, I finished my race. So what is success for each and every single one of us? See, Jesus said this in, in John 17 words, I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Are you all with me today? He said, I brought glory to you on earth by completing the work God has given me. So my question today is, what are the things God has given me? And these are the things we needed to give account for. And we all know that we all start a different journey, start our life in different way, different places. But we can all complete the work God has given us to do. I, hallelujah. So each and every single person, God has entrusted something. Maybe it's a family, maybe it's a job, maybe it's a career. But on that moment, when we stand before God, we need to say that I have completed. I want to read that verse again. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the face. Now, there is in store for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. Paul is imagining there will be a big podium. There will be a multitude. I'm going to walk with my shoulders back and I'm going to shake hands and I will receive my award. And he's saying, not only just for me, but also all to, to all who longed for his appearing. It's not just for me. Every single person, we will receive that. So, how can we keep as focus in our journey? How can we do that? I will tell a quick story. I had a story long ago, and I, ha- I need to go and search that story. You know, a, one disciple from a faraway valley write a letter to the chief in the monastery. Hey, chief, we need a disciple. You, can you send a disciple to come and help me? The, the chief gathered all the disciples and uh, read the letter. Hey, he asked him for one letter. You know, get ready for tomorrow. I will send five disciples to that valley. And one, one of the disciples said, hey, why do we need to send five disciples? Because he only asked for one. 
And the chief said, I even doubt that even one will get there because the way is so long and a thousand and one distractions are there. The next day morning, the chief has said, they all get ready. On the way, they all are going and suddenly a group of people stopped them and said, you know what, there's a priest here. He just got died and we need a priest and it's a good salary. This village look very prosperous. Look, one person said, that is also Lord's work. I can settle here. Okay, fine. You stay there. And four of them has gone. When the next day they're going, the king, the king of the nation passing through. And he's, he saw these four young men. And they, they said, I'm looking for a groom for my daughter. When you look at one, one of them has a bit strong, some muscles, looks smart. He said, if you get married, you will be part of my kingdom. You know, and all the wealth. And you will be the future king. And he looked at it and say, that's a good opportunity. Let me stop there. And everybody said, hey, we need to go. I said, anyway, at least one person is needed. You three go. I will stop there. And the one person go. And everybody talked to each other. They all feel jealous because he's going to be the king. But they said, chief is right. So many distractions in the journey. We need to make progress. They said, okay, we need to be very careful. The next day, they, as they are progressing, on that night, they lost their way. In the night, they don't know where to go. They say small light. Long ago, they walked towards the light and see there's a young woman greeted them. And the woman said, hey, you are godsend because my parents are not back yet. I was very scared to stay here in the night. Can you all stay with me? And they all stayed with there and they got into chatting. They're talking. In the morning came, over the night, one of them fall in love with that woman. And then she said, her parents are not back yet. Let me stay here and help. You guys can go. And then they said, come, come, come. No, 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 I will stay. You guys go. On the next day, as they are approaching another village, they reach an atheistic village. And then one person, the, the crowd are gathered and says, prove us to us there is God. One of the great scholars in that village came and said, bring all the arguments and everything. And one person said, he take it to his heart and said, this is also God, God's work. He's challenging what I believe. I'm going to stand here and argue with him, convert the whole village, even if my life gone waste. And he stayed there. It's actually not his God's work. Actually, he does get into his ego because he need to fight it back. And finally, only one person reached the valley and served. Are you all with me? There are so many temptations on the way. One thing or another, things can come into the way and distract us, allure us. Even I look at the life of Paul. And I always believe two ways enemy tempted us. Either they give us a good comfort or lots of persecution. By this time, everybody knows the persecution doesn't work with Paul. Now everybody say, everybody's weeping and crying and say, Paul, stay with us, stay with us. Paul said, no, I'm going. I'm going. I'm not going to stay here. And he's ready to go. So quickly, so let me come back to, I just want to bring, there are a few examples we can see in the scripture. People who got distracted. I will quickly move on. The number one person we could see is the man of God from Judah. The first Kings chapter 13. 
if you look at the story the bible introduced somebody this is the man of god you know there, there are, i had many people into you hey here is a man of god here is a man of god it's not like that bible calls somebody he is a friend of god he knows the heart it is true if a bible says this is a man of god this is a man of god and he is a man of god go to a king jerobam and said there's a destruction coming over your life and the king started to hold him suddenly his hand got shriveled and he prayed the miracle happened straight away and the king said come to my home i will give you some food and uh, i will give you lots of gift as well as he said i have a word from the lord don't eat or drink anything here i need to get to away get to my home in a different way and see quickly he is going a one of the old prophet in the bethel he just come and said come to my home and he said i got a word from the lord and he said you know what an angel has appeared to me you come to my home he deceived they said it's all going to be okay because you serve the same god i serve the same god sometimes we all serve the same god but the call is different the call god is giving to your life your assignment is totally different from the other person long story short he get back there the lion killed him he didn't reach home the next person i could see balam anybody knows about balam one of the greatest tragedies in the old testament the uniqueness of him if he bless somebody he is blessed he curse somebody he is cursed can you believe that so on the way he is coming out of egypt israelites coming the moabite king balak invited him you come and curse these people he look at the people and say sorry i cannot curse them and then he devise a plan you know what do one thing you get all the beautiful ladies in your group send them to them let's in the marry them and uh, take down their holiness and after that he did all these things and finally he prayed prayer let me die the death of a righteous person can you believe if you want to live finish well you need to live well we need to say that over and over in our family in our life if we want to finish well you need to live well in the book of joshua we can see they put balam to the sword tragedy after tragedy we know that lot he started with abraham but he ended up in sodom lost his wife lost his children when they need to make some choices they look at oh the properties are going to high in this place let me go there i cannot go and explain all of that but it's also a tragedy and the fourth person i want to say demas anybody know about demas if we look at different scriptures we can see paul and demas and luke send the greetings he served with apostle paul he served with the doctor luke he was one of a prominent disciple in the early church the bible says he loved the world and gone let me conclude it here let me say it see balam gone he didn't come back the man of god went he didn't come back the lot went into the world he didn't come back demas went into the world he didn't come back even me or you going to the world we don't coming back as well are you with me 
so we need to be careful in the things so i just want to put another another slide there when i told all the examples but there are hall of faith they stood the course they gone through struggles they did great things and we can see abel enoch abraham isaac jacob joseph rahab james peter john paul timothy and we can see a big amount of crowd standing there to cheer us hey go for it bless and go for it cheering you can also finish well in your life hallelujah before i finish i just want to give you three things three main enemies can bring us down if we can note it down that will be great the three main thing i want to read that verse quickly it's in john first uh, john 2:16 it says for everything in the world the lust of the flesh lust of eyes and the pride of life if we put any temptation even most of the temptations will fall into these three categories even even in the garden of eden she take the fruit it was a good for your stomach and good for your eyes the main motivation is though he will, she will be wise is the same temptation happening when jesus tempted thousands of years later after 40 days of fasting he take it he uh, the enemy has taken him to a wilderness and said turn this bread into stone into a bread lust of the flesh and then taking him to highest mountain and show all the kingdoms and said showing off if you just bow down and worship me i will give you everything and then finally throw yourself down show off in front of us the pride of life you know you can do it. you are the man of god you are the son of god you can do it so i just want to quickly move into that i just want and then we are done lust of the flesh what is lust of the flesh lust of the flesh is everything appeals to our carnal nature is all our good stuff but it can turn into bad all the stuff we needed for our food you know sexual passions it's all great god has given all of that but when we taken into a different level it causes a problem you know i like uh, you know good food if you look at me you can say that as well <laughs> see having some extra donuts third helpings from my wife's delicious lasagna it's all good but when we given into that carnal nature sexual passion it is god has put that passion inside of each and every single one of us but when it is untamed when it is outside the boundaries of marriage it can bring us down lust of the flesh we can see there are some verses i'm not going into that you know just one verse in numbers 11 for it says the israelites crying out to the lord who will give us some meat we need some meat you know we need some food craving the second one moving on to the second one lust of the eyes lust of the eyes i want to i want to just say see lust of the eyes is everything appeals to eyes insatiable demands everything 
is as said you know eve look at the fruit and said it looks so good that's what bible says it is look desirable it looks great you know that uh, we like to you know i was thinking to get another car so so we look at different cars i was driving dropping children when i see nice tesla i'm just looking like this <laughs> if i see one model wherever i look i see the same model and i just go and look is that is that the right one is that the hybrid is that you know looking at it when we buy the house we even look at the house even outside our budget because it nothing will cost us isn't it eyes eyes looking at it talking about it spending our time and energy to go into this and the next question how can i afford it is it possible to afford it what is the bank going to say lust of the eyes that doesn't mean we shouldn't get a house or a car no we need all of that but when bible says when you look at a woman lustfully there's a problem there's a problem and it says we need to be careful with that otherwise we will struggle with that pride of life pride of life i want to just read one verse it from the daniel 430 is not this great babylon i have built as a royal residence by my, by my mighty power for the glory of my majesty you know that it's a is a king nebuchadnezzar one of the greatest uh, famous king in the babylon one day he was walking in his palace looking at everything he has done he was saying i have built this empire look at me i have seen many people says look at me i have built i have gained it it's my power even we can look at our children and say hey we made it look at it they're doing well we could say those things but there's a difference between doing it in humility and doing it in arrogance and pride when we do that with arrogance and pride the next season of nebuchadnezzar is eating grass like an ox in the wilderness that was his next season by the end of his season he said oh god you are the real god and we know that there's another story we can see in esther 131237 for a full 118 days displayed the vast wealth of his kingdom and splendor and glory of his majesty that was king king can do that but what happened at the end the queen is no more he lost his wife when we do just i want to conclude everything says lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and pride of life garden of eden or the wilderness with the jesus it's always the same temptation but different package different package in all our our life that's why i just want to say is not about the one season of our life we want to be hold on to our calling throughout our life in the age of 20s in the age of 30s and 40s when the children are in the house when they leave the home when we are alone there are different seasons but we want to hold on we want to hold on to the calling with one verse we will find out it will philippians 3 verse 7 to 8 it says like this next next slide whatever were gains to me i now consider loss for the sake of christ i just want everybody want to look at here see he three times he said i now consider loss when we compare the sake of christ 
I consider everything loss when compared to knowing Christ. I consider everything garbage gaining Christ. Sake of the Christ, knowing Christ, nay gaining Christ. When we put all this in one side, everything in the world on the other side. Paul said, I prefer this one. Which choice we will make today? Which choices we will make in our life? We need to make a choice today. We like it or not, we are making those choices every single day. What are we going to do? Are we going to say, I'm going to leave everything. But Christ is the most important thing in my life. Hold on to your calling. Can I ask everybody to stand on our feet? We will pray. Hold on to your calling. And I want to ask, uh, what are we going to get if we hold on to our calling? In Revelation, when Jesus says, I will give you the hidden manna. I will give you the privilege to sit next to me. I will give you the privilege to rule the nations. That is the privilege God is going to give to each and every single one of us. Our destiny is not stopping here. Our future is not dependent on how great our career will go. But there's a next life. It is coming. Let's make some choices today. Shall we all bow our head and we can pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I wonder if we can all ask yourself, what is really success look to me? As a family, as an individual, what are the choices I need to make in my life so that I won't regret it 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, even when I meet Jesus on that podium to receive my award along with everybody who run with me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. Lord, I thank you for each and every single person here. Father, I ask today, oh God, Lord, we are weak in all sense. But I ask for your grace over our life. Lord, I ask for your strength over our life. So that I pray, Father, we will hold on to the calling you have given us. Help us not to set targets and goals according to the worldly standard. But I pray, Father, help us to complete the work you have given us. Whether people are asking us or, or people giving us comfort or persecution. Whatever the season I am in, Lord, I pray, give us the grace to hold on to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We hope you feel blessed by the message you've just heard. For more information, please visit newlifederby.org.uk and feel free to get in contact with us.